Hi, this is Chris from Alien Zoo. As I've been doing a research for Alien Zoo to kind of map out what cryptids I want to do episodes on, I realized that there are far more cryptids than I realized. Far more. Um, the only problem is a lot of these cryptids that sound awesome and interesting and I'd really love to cover, they don't have enough information on them to make it a full episode. So I'm going to start this little sub-episode, little sub-genre of Alien Zoo called Alien Petting Zoo. And in Alien Petting Zoo, I'm going to take a handful, two, three, four, five, how, however many I choose. It's my show, Cryptids, and I'll have a show about all of them. Um, so you're going to still get a full-length episode, but rather than one cryptid, we will be discussing multiple cryptids. So um, actually, this is episode number one of Alien Petting Zoo. We'll see how this goes. Uh, All right, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, Alien Zoo is now open. Everybody, welcome to Alien Petting Zoo. Enough of the bull crap. Let's get right to it. Indiana residents call it Oscar. I call it the Cherubusco Chomper. Toddlers call it Turtle. But cryptozoologists call it the Beast of Busco. But one thing is true. Something massive was seen by multiple witnesses on Folk Lake. Something that was both familiar and yet very unknown. The year is 1898. Greater New York has just birthed the five boroughs. The U.S. Congress has declared war on Spain, and the Golitz Confectionery Company, now known as the Jelly Belly Company, invented the dog food for children, which is candy corn. But... Something else happened that year. An unassuming farmer named Oscar Folk came across a giant turtle swimming and thriving in the seven-acre-large lake on his farm near Cherubusco. Now, he told a a few close people about this encounter. Um, And after a little time of weighing his options on whether, you know, to do something about it or whatnot, he decided to leave the turtle beast alone. And it was left alone or possibly hibernating, for close to half of a century. In July of the year 1948, two Cherubusco citizens, Ora Blue and Charlie Wilson, were out fishing on the lake, which would eventually be named Folk Lake. They both reported seeing a huge alligator snapping turtle. They estimated the shelled creature to weigh about 500 pounds. Now, The largest recorded common snapping turtle is 70 pounds, um, their average about 40 pounds. 
The largest alligator snapping turtle ever recorded was a whopping 236 pounds. It was founded in 1937 in the Neosho River in Kansas. Um, but, you know, that that's still less than half the weight of the one supposedly reported by Aura and Charlie. But back to Folk Lake. At this time, a farmer named Gail Harris owned this land along with the lake, and he also reported seeing this creature. Now, word spread faster than a giant turtle, and a good amount of expeditions uh, were held on the property, um, which were all organized by Gail Harris, uh, in order to try to capture this giant lake beast. The lake was actually even drained, which is kind of crazy. And nothing. Nothing. Now, I believe the beast of Bosco is in an intense Captain America-style hibernation. Now, during the drainage of the lake, my shelled buddy simply dug through the feet of muck and mud on the bottom of the lake and is just hanging out, you know, napping away. That big guy doesn't need to wake up anytime soon. Um, I do think this beast is indeed a large turtle. Uh, I I was looking up uh, large prehistoric hard-shelled turtles um, and came across two that I think could be very convincing explanations for what the beast of Busco actually is. Uh, the first one is the Colossicellus, which is Greek for colossal shell. Um, and the, he survived in the uh, Pleistocene period, which was about two million years ago. Uh, this turtle was eight feet long and a bit over 2,000 pounds, um, just under a ton. Uh, now, that is significantly bigger than the reported one on Lake Falk, um, but you never know. Uh, the other option I had, the other tur- prehistoric turtle that I found, is the Mil- the Myolania. The Mio- no, that sounds Hispanic. The Myolania. It's not much better. Uh, That's Greek for little wanderer. Um, Now, what's interesting is this turtle could have survived as recently as 2,000 years ago, which would technically make it a modern turtle. Um, This beast was 8 feet long and 1,000 pounds, uh, still 500 pounds larger than the reported sighting of the cryptid, but still... That, I mean, that's that's pretty close. Um, all right, so a final bit of info on the beast. Uh, every year, starting back in 1950, residents began a fun little tradition, which continues to this day. It's called Turtle Day, and uh, Turtle Day is a four-day celebration that features rides and games and food and merchant tents. Uh, there's a little turtle parade and cute little turtle races, and a four-hour turtle versus turtle event, which I I don't know if it's like a cockfight, but with turtles, which would be kind of interesting. Um, anyways, the alligator snapper can live upwards of 400 years. So, I mean, it's possible that the beast of Busco could very well be in that lake, just hanging out, doing turtle things. Like, uh, know, beating rabbits at races and such. So sleep tight, little buddy. And that's the Beast of Busco. All right, now we're heading over to our next cryptid. 
Um, this is a very, very bizarre one. Very strange indeed. Um, and I think I have a, uh, a clear explanation, so let's get into it. This is the Crocodingo. So, the crocodingo is a canine cryptid said to thrive in areas around Scott County, Tennessee, but most specifically in the city of Oneida. Now, the crocodingo is described as having the body that's reminiscent of a dog or a type of dingo. Oh, reverse that, of a dingo or a type of dog, with a long-snouted reptilian head similar to that of an alligator or a crocodile. I want one. Uh, sightings of this creature seem to be at its peak between the months of May and July. The majority of sightings happen within woodland areas. However, the crocodango has also been associated with the legend of the sewer gators. You know what? Yeah, because alligators and sewers is ridiculous. It must be a dog with a gator head. Now, the origin of the crocodingo is a little jumbled. Uh, many of its origin stories revolve around either the supernatural or the extraterrestrial. Um, just a heads up that things are about to get a little spacey. Um, I have chose to go over the ex extraterrestrial um, side of the origin. On a quiet night in July 31st, 1839, Scott County resident Hank Lemon noticed an, quote, otherworldly green glow coming from the sky, end quote. He described it as similar to the northern lights. Hank was behind his house at the time, in the town that is now known as Huntsville, Tennessee. Um, the odd lights seemed to really bother his dogs, and as Hank was heading back to his house to let his dogs inside, a bright, powerful stream of light shot through the silent night and into the nearby woods. Hank described the light as, quote, a dead straight bolt of lightning, end quote. The area of forest in which the beam of light headed towards began to glow. Once the glow subsided, this is when Hank observed what he could only describe as a, quote, horrible alien, end quote. It moved quickly, but Hank was able to catch a decent glimpse of it as it ran into the forest. He described it as a dog with an alligator's head. Investigators later came to the area to question Hank. While talking to them, Hank stated, quote, There was this horrible charnel stench in the air, and that's a death stench, and something else, a horrible thing, something that would drive a man crazy should he be exposed to it for too long a period. Hank's account of the events, once the story traveled throughout town, led many Scott County residents to believe the crocodingo to be the product of a type of uh, genetic engineering test created on the basis of experimentation by an alien race and then dropped onto Earth once it became too difficult to contain. There's not much to do in Scott County, you know. People have a big imagination. It's, it's really great. Okay, so strangely enough, the lights were not contained to this one event. Uh, believe it or not, similar reports of glowing green lights have been sighted in surrounding areas. The origin of the name of the creature isn't very certain. 
the most common and persistent story among locals is that the name Crocodingo was coined in the late 1800s by a man living in the New River, Tennessee area. Prior to the popularity of the name Crocodingo, the creature was commonly referred to as the Haint Dog. Now, I found a couple of sighting stories regarding the Crocodingo. Uh, these are great. After the implementation of the Oneida sewer system in 1925, Crocodingo sightings skyrocketed. Now, this is interesting. This is where the comparison to the sewer gators come into play. Come into play. Now, as much as I want to believe, what I think the Crocodingo actually is is uh, perhaps a stray dog who is taking shelter in the uh, newish sewer systems. Um, perhaps people are seeing it with this very muddy head that mats down only the fur around its head, making it almost appear scaly and somewhat reptilian. You know, that's what I think it is. In 1943, sewer worker Jack Bannister claimed to have followed a similar creature. He initially saw the creature at the mouth of a manhole. He first thought he was seeing a coyote. According to Jack, the creature, quote, nudged the cover off easily with dog-like mannerisms and, for lack of a better word, slithered down the sewer, end quote. By the time Jack reached the manhole cover, which was adequately lit, like Lindsay Lohan, Jack described the body of the creature as a, quote, mangy wolf, end quote, with a strange head similar to a crocodile's or an alligator's. The last notable sighting happened on June 16, 2012, fairly recently. Two credible cinema workers, I mean, there's nothing more credible than a cinema worker, on break claimed to have spotted the creature crawl out of a manhole in the distance. However, by the time they reached said manhole, whatever they had seen earlier was gone. That was the last time the crocodingo has been sighted. However, strange sounds still occur around the town of Oneida to this day. Now, one researcher, Gregory Lay, who investigated the Crocodingo phenomenon, made this statement, quote, The Crocodingo thing, it's all just a product of mass hysteria. These folks see what they want to see. That's all I can say. I believe there's more croc than dingo to our beast, end quote. Fuck you, Gregory. Wow. What a great day at the Alien Petting Zoo. I hope you had fun and learned a thing or two about these couple of cryptids. If you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to all our past episodes on iTunes. This has been Alien Petting Zoo. My name is Chris, and until next cryptid, goodbye! Goodbye!